Good morning. Good morning and welcome to this worship service of Ada First United Methodist Church. My name is Reverend Brandy Rigsby and it is a joy to be gathered on this beautiful Sunday morning with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to welcome each and every one of you this morning. If you're visiting with us, we extend a special welcome. If you're joining us online, um, hopefully you found the YouTube link because our Facebook page has been hacked and we are now selling watches instead of functioning as a church on Facebook. So however that works out, but um, please pass the word. We're gonna be using YouTube as our primary um, streaming source until we get this Facebook issue figured out. Um, please don't buy any of the watches that you find on there. So, <laughs> but if you're joining us online, thank you. Please check in, let us know you're here. Mark is in the back, keeping track of that, answering any questions you may have. And we'll get back to you as soon as we can with those. But it is wonderful to see your smiling faces today. And I wanna take just a moment to offer a few announcements and reminders as we get started. Um, first of all, there will be a card. I think Karen Ward has it right now. That's gonna be making its way through the pews. Gene Smith is going to be celebrating his 99th birthday. So we want to, they watch every week online and are so thrilled to have that availability to still see you, to feel as though they're here and part of this worshiping community. So we wanna send this card and wish Gene a very happy birthday. Also, we do have our offering basket in the back, but we do um, also offer an online giving option. If you'd like to check out our church webpage or the QR code that is available. Our altar flowers this morning have been given to the glory of God in honor of Tom Hildebrand and Mary Hackworth becoming members of our church this morning. So we're very excited to share in that blessing a little bit later in our service. Another reminder, our choir is beginning cantata rehearsals. You are still welcome to join them on Thursday evenings at seven o'clock. If you would like to sing just for the cantata in December, that is December 10th, but they rehearse that at the beginning of the choir practice right at seven o'clock, and then later in the practice they rehearse for Sunday morning. So if you have any questions or any interest in that, please see Mr. Scott Henning after the service. <clears throat> Our second annual Trunk or Treat is just around the corner this coming Thursday. We will be out here in our parking lot passing out candy to the neighborhood children. And some of you have been asking, what do we do with our cars? We need some inspiration. So I pulled up some photos from last year to inspire you. Let's take a look at these. Here's the Now family with the Batcave. Kathy and Nancy, they went a little more traditional, but also a little wacky and brought their dogs along. Um, this was a pretty poor excuse for Halloween decorations. I stumbled on the Christmas decorations, so we threw those in the back of our car. <laughs> the Ohio State tailgating fans that made an appearance, yes and the Mermaid Cove that went all out. And I believe that may have been our first place winner for the Trunk or Treat decor. But on Thursday evening, we wanna invite you to join us from 5.30 to 7.30 out here in the church parking lot. We have tons of candy, but please bring more. Last year we saw over 500 children. And so we look forward to this outreach opportunity right here in our own neighborhood to share God's love and to give some candy to all of the children. So if you have any questions, you can see myself or Amanda Raines, um, and we'd be happy to get you signed up to participate. There will be refreshments today right after the worship service down in the fellowship hall. We do have some special guests with us today. Sir Wayne Albertson and Fern are joining us. And I know many of you would love to say hello and get to spend a little time catching up with them. So please know we do have cookies and punch downstairs after the service and we can spend some time in fellowship with one another. Now friends, as we enter into this time of worship, may we come with open hearts. May we come ready and expecting God's spirit to be at work in this time and in this place. I invite you, will you join me in an attitude of worship?
Please stand as you are able for the call to worship. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Come, all you people, and know the joy of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you people, bless the, his holy name. We praise and worship and glorify your name, O Lord. Please remain, remain standing for, to sing hymn 61 in the United Methodist Hymnal. <laughs> Scripture reading is from Psalm 66, 1 through 9. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praises to our glory, the glory of the God's name. Make glorious his praise. Say to God, how awesome are your works because of your great strength. Your enemies cringe before you. All the earth worship you. Sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see God's deeds, his works from humans. Human beings are awesome. He turned the sea into dry land so they could cross the river on foot. Right there we rejoiced in him. God... God rules with power forever. Keep a good eye on the nations. So don't let the rebels, rebellious, exalt themselves, Salem. All you nations, bless our God. Let the sound of his praises be heard. God's praise, God preserved us among the living, but he didn't let our feet slip a bit. The Lord of the Lord, the, for the people of the God. Thanks be to God.
this time, I'd like to invite forward Pastor Ruth and Tom Hildebrand and Mary Hackworth, if you'd like to join us up here as we welcome them into membership this morning. Everybody just loves to be brought up and put on center stage, as you can tell. <laughs> Why don't you come over here, come a little closer, more in the center, you know? You've prepared your solo, right? Okay, okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Friends, it is a joy and an honor this morning to welcome into membership Tom and Mary. I had the opportunity to sit down with them recently, and I told them it'd be a half hour. It was a little longer, but... <laughs> We had a great time talking and getting to know one another and just sharing our love for this church and for Jesus and the work that we are called to do as Christians in our community and in our world. And so it is a, a blessing today to welcome them officially into membership of the church. They've been worshiping with us for a little while now and they've been exercising with the group on Mondays and Fridays for... Oh, just Mondays, okay. We'll get them on Fridays, too, here before long, but with that group for quite some time. And so this morning, we receive them with warm and open arms. And I want to invite you all, will you join me in our call to membership, baptismal covenant number one. You can join along as the words on the screen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. It's through the reaffirmation of our faith that we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. I present Mary Frances Hackworth, and Thomas Paul Hildebrand, who come seeking membership with Ada First UMC today. On behalf of the whole church, Tom and Mary, I ask, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a bounty of love and forgiveness, that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Now may we join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, on the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of Father, 
and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Thomas Paul, may you remember your baptism and be thankful. Yes. <laughs> Mary Frances, may you remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. Now I ask you as members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church? And will you do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I will. Members of the household of God, I now commend these persons to your love and care. May you do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you. We welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. May the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you, that you may live in grace and in peace. May we welcome our newest members. And welcome. Thank you. Welcome and thank you. So looking forward to getting to know. <laughs> Joining me outside the sanctuary after service, so please stop and welcome them. And of course, I think they'll stick around for cookies afterwards. So we are grateful this morning to celebrate, to welcome them into this church family. At this time, I'd like to invite all of our children forward as Miss Wendy shares our children's message today. behind you. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Well, can I, first I have to take a minute to say what a great job Harper did. So good job, Harper. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, oh, come on. <laughs> All right. I want you guys, we're going to, we're going to turn back the time machine just a little bit. Okay. We're going to turn back the time machine about three years. Do you guys remember when we first heard the word COVID? Mm -hmm. And do you remember what happened when COVID was out? What happened at schools? You right, you had to wear masks. You couldn't go to school. You had to do it online. And were there things during COVID that you didn't like so well? I mean, none of us liked that people were getting sick. But are there things that you didn't like about COVID that changed for you? Like, what about, did you like not going to school? Some of you, maybe. <laughs> did, you, did you like not getting to be with your friends? No, that kind of was terrible. And did a lot of you sometimes have to go a long time without seeing people you loved, like in your family? Some people couldn't see their grandparents for a long time, right? That was hard for people because we had to go a very long time staying away from each other, right? Well, back in Jesus' time, 
there were people that had a disease called leprosy. Do any of you guys know what a leper is? That's a leopard. <laughs> I kind of thought maybe somebody might say that. Um, do you guys know what a leper is? Have you ever heard that word? Yes. You have? A leper is a person with sores all over their body. Exactly. They had, so back, back in Jesus' time, these people had sores all over their body. Sometimes they lost feeling in their hands and in their feet. Sometimes it made it so they couldn't walk anymore. They couldn't feel pain. And people did not want to be anywhere near lepers because they were considered to be very unclean. So once you were a leper, guess what happened? You couldn't be around people anymore. You had to be so far away from your family, but not just for a year like we had to do for COVID. Imagine for the rest of your life, you couldn't be with your friends or your family. Can you imagine how terrible that would be? And then you know what would happen? The people, when a leper would come by, they had to yell, unclean person coming through, so everyone would get out of their way. Can you imagine that, how horrible that would be? That would be a really sad life, wouldn't it? Well, in Jesus' time, he came upon 10 people that had leprosy. And they started yelling for Jesus because they wanted healed and they knew that Jesus could heal people, right? And what do you think Jesus did? Do you think he stood far away? No, what did he do? He healed them, but do you know what he did? He said, you have to go see the priests because in those times, only a priest could say, yes, you're clean. You can come back into living with your family and stuff. So Jesus said, you go show yourselves to the priests. And as those lepers began to go, guess what happened? They were cured. They were cured, right. So how many of those lepers do you think came running back to say thank you to Jesus? One. One. Does somebody, did you read this ahead of time? Yes. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> One person. How, what do you think Jesus thought about that? Correct. He said, I healed 10 of you. Where's the other nine? Aren't they, aren't they thankful to be healed? But do you think he punished them and he gave them their leprosy back? No, no he didn't. Because he knows that we're human beings and sometimes we forget to be grateful, don't we? Do you ever do that? Sometimes you forget to say thank you for something. We all get like that, adults, kids, everybody. So uh, we just have to remember as we go through life to be, to be grateful and to thank God. And how do we thank God? How, how do you guys, we pray, right? And we say thank you. So can we thank God right now? Can we say a prayer together? Dear God, thank you so much for everything you do for us. Let us always remember to sing your praise and be grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture reading, Luke 17, 11 through 19. On the, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and, and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 men with skin diseases approached him, keeping their distance from him. They raised their voice and said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. When Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they left, there, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he'd been healed, returned to praised God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a 
Samaritan Jesus replied, weren't 10 cleansed? Weren't, where are the other nine? No one returned to praise God except this foreigner. Then Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has healed you. The, the word of the Lord for the people of the God. She did a good job, right? <laughs> We've had quite a few kids that have been very excited to serve as liturgists, and next month we'll have another one, but I think it's a wonderful blessing that we have to have so many children, young people that want to be a part of the worship service, that are here to share their gifts with each of us this morning and every Sunday. So thank you to Wendy for sharing that message with us. And Kathy, I'm guessing you guys studied that scripture in Sunday school today. Oh, it's nice they come up here and they know all the answers, right? So thank you so much for your work with our tweens. So folks, I gotta ask, how about those Buckeyes? OH! How about four weeks of stewardship? OH! Oh, come on. Those two things have nothing in common with each other, but I wanted to see if I could get someone to cheer for a stewardship sermon. Today, as we begin a new sermon series on stewardship, I want to remind us that stewardship is about who we are and how we live our faith. Through the months of August and September, we've learned what it meant to live as a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ. And in a very real sense, stewardship is an act of discipleship. Just a few moments ago, we welcomed Tom and Mary into membership, and we renewed our vows to be faithful in our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Those are the marks of stewardship. And I gotta say, friends, this is a church that gets it. I've been blessed for six years now to have a front row seat. Think about it, Beatitudes, that was your vision your prayers, your time, your resources, and a whole lot of God's spirit at work in this community, all to bring that to fruition. And now needs are being met in a way that we never even imagined. This beautiful building, the way it has allowed us to build community partnerships, with Ready, Set, Grow Preschool, with the dance studio, with Girl Scout troops, the Ada Library, ONU groups, so many more. The way you have poured out your love and your support to Ada schools. Wendy talked about that time when schools shut down. And the school called us. They said, we know Ada First is involved in this community. Can you help us? And every day for eight weeks, we showed up at that school at 6 a.m. and delivered over 200 lunches in our community. We collected school supplies. We collected sneakers. We've donated over $5,000 to the school to help families to pay school fees and lunch fees. Small groups, Bible studies, choir, handbell choir, children's church, children's bell choir, tween class, youth group, United Women in Faith, the prayer team, the visitation ministry, the food pantry, the health kits, the mint and tree, the drive through ashes, trunk or treat, Mary on Main, vacation Bible school. <sighs> That's only one of the three pages that our stewardship team came up with of ministries of this church. And I say, I name just a few of those to say that God's spirit is alive. God's spirit is at work in this church. 
And if I step back and I think about it, I am overwhelmed with gratitude. But I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our own little bubbles that we forget to notice the extraordinary things that God is doing in our very midst. Kind of like the story of the dog who showed up at the meat counter of the grocery store with a purse in its mouth. The dog walked up and sat down right in front of the meat case. What is it, boy? The butcher jokingly asked. Want to buy some meat? Woof, barked the dog. Well, surprised but intrigued, the butcher asked, well, what kind of meat? Liver, bacon, steak, woof, interrupted the dog. Okay, well, how much steak? Half a pound, one pound, woof. Amazed, <laughs> amazed, the butcher wrapped up the steaks. He reached down and surprisingly, the dog had the exact right amount of change in his purse. But as the dog left, the butcher, he was so shocked by this dog's intelligence, he decided to follow the dog. The dog walked for a couple of blocks until he came to an apartment complex. He climbed the stairs to the third floor and started scratching at a door. A moment later, the door swung open and an angry man came out shouting at the dog, stop scratching at the door. Stop, yelled the butcher. This is the most intelligent animal I have ever seen. Intelligent, scoffed the man. This is the third time this week he's forgotten his key. That took you a moment there. Friends, how often do we fail to notice the extraordinary right in front of us? And even if we do notice, then how do we respond? With an incredulous shoulder shrug and, shrug and then we just move on? Or do we respond with praise? With thanksgiving overflowing from our hearts, singing coming from our lips. The Swiss theologian Karl Barth explained that the most basic human response to God is gratitude. Not fear and trembling, not guilt and dread, but thanksgiving. He said, what else can we say to what God gives but to stammer praise. Brothers and sisters, God is at work here and now, right in our midst. So the only question is, how will we respond? As we heard in Luke's gospel, Jesus and his disciples were traveling to Jerusalem. They were traveling along the border of Samaria and Galilee, to be specific. And that specification has a purpose. Remember, Samaritans and Jews, they did not cross paths with one another intentionally. But Jesus, Jesus being Jesus, he walks his disciples right up to that border, into the village. And before they can even open their mouths to start to complain, they hear something. Ten voices shouting from a distance, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Show us mercy. Ten voices shouting from a distance because they were lepers. They knew to keep their distance. Distance they knew too well. You see, leprosy was not only a physical disease in that day, but also a social disease. These 10 men, they would have been ostracized, cut off from the community, from their homes, even their families. As one commentator explains, 
So feared was this disease that to cross the shadow of someone with leprosy was to risk infection. The physical and social isolation, as if they were not enough, they also suffered a spiritual banishment. By all ritual standards, this disease rendered them unclean, unable to even approach the temple, let alone enter and worship or offer sacrifice. These men, they suffered daily with the physical pain. And they were required to mark their appearance with torn clothes. They had to announce their condition to anyone approaching by shouting, unclean, unclean. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the pain and the grief and the misery that they suffered physically and spiritually day after day after day? But this day, this day would be different. I imagine they heard the rumor. He was heading their way, and maybe, maybe if they could just get close enough, but not too close, maybe he would glance in their direction. Maybe they could just catch a glimpse of this man called Jesus. When he entered the village, he called out to them, They called out to him, and they didn't announce their uncleanliness, but they asked him for his mercy. Here's an interesting detail. The passage doesn't say that Jesus healed them. Instead, it says he told them, go and show yourselves. Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, the reason Jesus sent them to the priests It was because the temple priests were the ones who had the power and the community to declare someone clean, to restore them to their place in society once again. So these men, they leave, they head toward the temple, and as they're walking down the road away from Jesus toward the temple, that's when it happened. They were cleansed. They were healed I imagine them looking at themselves, looking at one another, and suddenly it hits them. So they begin to pick up the pace. They begin running toward the temple, all except one. One of the men, he looks down at his arms, touches his face, and then the realization sets in. And he stops. He stops and he turns around and he runs back to Jesus. And when this man finds Jesus, do you remember what he did next? It says he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. His whole body, his whole self, his whole life, he laid at Jesus' feet. It was an act of praise, an act of worship. It was an act of stewardship. His prayers had been answered, and so he returns and he lays before Jesus his very presence to show his gratitude. Because while his body had been healed, even more importantly, his life had been restored. So he offered back the only things he had, his presence, his prayers, his praise. And he says, because of you, Jesus, now I have life. And my life is yours. But Jesus' response to this man is interesting. He responds with a question. He asks the man, weren't there 10 of you? 
What about the other nine? And not even waiting for an answer, Jesus says to the man, bowed in gratitude, your faith has healed you. But here's what caught my attention. Wendy pointed this out too. The other nine, the ones who didn't return, they were still healed. Biblical scholars suggest that there is probably something lost in translation here. That a better interpretation of Jesus' words would be, your faith has saved you. So yes, the nine were healed, but this man, because of his response, because of his gratitude, because of his act of stewardship, he wasn't just healed of leprosy. His life was restored. He was made whole in that moment. And Jesus left him with only one instruction. Get up and go. Get up and go show the priests. Go show your family. Go show the village. Go show the world. Isn't that all Jesus ever asks in response to our obedience and praise to our gratitude and our stewardship. He says, go and show the world what your faith means to you. Go and show the world what your faith has done for you. Come and see, friends. Come and see what Jesus can do. And then go and show. Go and show the world what Jesus has done. That is our call. Our act of stewardship. Come and see. Go and show. Let us pray. Holy and merciful Lord, so often we take you for granted. We take for granted that you'll answer our prayers, that you'll heal our wounds, that you'll make us whole. We forget the promise you've made to be with us in this very moment and every moment to come. Forgive us, Lord God. Open our eyes to see the thousands of blessings that you shower upon us every day. Call our names once more. Call us to come and see your spirit at work in our midst. Call us to go and show the world your love and grace poured out for the salvation of all. God, may our very lives bring praise and thanksgiving to your name. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.
you, choir, Scott and Kim. Thank you all so very much. Um, I'm hoping you noticed, or someone handed you on, the, on your way in, not only the half-sheet bulletin, but there was also a half-sheet that said stewardship on the top of it. If you didn't get one, that's okay. You can grab one on your way out. But this week, I would like to invite you to reflect on those questions, to reflect on those calls to commitment, to pray that prayer, to consider how God is calling you to live into this act of discipleship. How can your prayers and your presence be a gift to our church, to our community, and to our world? How can God use you for the building of God's kingdom? During this next several weeks, during these next several weeks, those are the questions we will be asking ourselves. That'll be the commitment we will be called to make. Then on November 12th, on our Consecration Sunday, we are going to come together to pray God's blessing over those commitments and to celebrate the call that God has placed upon us as Christians and as a church. So I want to invite you this coming week, we're going to send out an email to the entire church with the, the stewardship letter and that entire packet We'll also have hard copies in the office. We'll have them here next Sunday. But I want to invite you to read over that, to pray about it, to consider how God is calling upon you to step out of your comfort zone, to live into your unique call in a new way. And then take some time to fill those cards out to either hit respond or to bring them in. Bring them in by November 12th so that we can offer them to God and celebrate as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, friends, as we prepare to receive this morning our tithes and our offerings, may we know that God hears us, that God loves us, and that God is calling us to be the hands and feet of Christ in this world here and now. I invite you, will you rise as you are able and join me in singing the words of our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. seated. Now as we enter into a time of prayer, may we come with open hearts. May we come lifting before God those prayers that lie on our hearts, but may we also come listening for the sound of God's voice. Will you join me in an attitude of prayer? Holy God, the one whose breath gives life, whose hands create beauty, whose love brings freedom, whose glory fills the earth. We have come today bringing songs of joy and praise but we also come carrying heavy burdens and sighs of suffering. No matter how we come though, O oh God, we know that you hold our lives in your hand. You, our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer, you have given us the gift of life and you have called us to give our lives in return to you. Yet we must confess that too often, Father, we seek to live only for ourselves. We fail to notice your hand at work, 
your spirit's movement in our midst. We forget the blessings you have poured out over us from generation to generation. We take for granted the healing and salvation you offer us through Jesus Christ. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us for not appreciating your grace and your presence in our lives. Forgive us, Lord, for our short-sightedness and our selfishness. Help us to be more thankful. Give us faith to see you in everything so that we may learn to be truly grateful. We cry out to you, O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Meet us in this very moment that we may be renewed, restored, and made whole. And now, God, as your children, forgiven and enfolded in the grace of your Son, may you hear our prayers. We continue to lift up Sheriff Keith Everhart as he's recovering from a recent kidney transplant. May your spirit be at work bringing healing and wholeness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up our brothers and sisters in Israel and Palestine, those who are reeling with grief and fear. We pray, God, that peace can be found, that lives can be spared from war. We pray for our leaders around the world, give them wisdom and compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up to you those who are dealing with illness, physical or mental. We lift up those who are feeling exhausted and defeated, those who are feeling lost and forgotten, those who are facing the uncertainty of grief and loneliness. Lord, may your grace your peace, your comfort pour down like rain, bringing assurance and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up to you, holy God, Melanie Call Woods, Shirley Chambers, Luana Butcher, Nancy Wood Allison, Linda Epley, Rob McCurdy, Nancy Fleming, and Gary Clausen. Father, may your spirit be at work in each person named. May your presence bring comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And now, in a moment of silence, we lift up the unspoken prayers that lie on our hearts today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Mighty God, as we go forth today, may thankfulness fill our hearts and our souls. Let us speak it, sing it, and live it. May all that we do reflect your love and your mercy. Let us live as disciples of Jesus Christ in all ways and at all times. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now, as children of God, forgiven, reconciled, and redeemed, may we stand and sing together our closing hymn, number 413, A Charge to Keep I Have. Please rise as you are able. today singing God's praise, remembering God's promise, and showing God's blessings. May you joyfully give back to the world the love and the hope that you have received in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.